Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And in three, two, and one. This week, this, 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 this week, this week, this, 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 this week. This week in Geek. This week in Geek, we talk about Disney, Miyazaki, and big esports tournaments. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to This Week in Geek. And we're going to talk about things that happened in Geek this week, as we always do. Um, how have you been, Kevin? It's been a week since we last talked, as is the nature yeah. of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a week for sure. Um, I just started doing summer camp. so Oh, you, oh it's already uh, started. I thought it, it was... started. Okay. Um, How's that been going? It we're we're just wrapped up day two uh we're recording this as of tuesday so um day two is officially wrapped up it was very difficult day one okay i'm I'm not gonna lie just because like how many kids uh, do you have okay so i have 14 in the week in the first week um that's a lot which is not bad it's usually usually we have like 20 or 18 or something like that but i'm glad that we have a smaller group right now uh, it makes it a little easier on me, but um, the the thing that I'm mainly having problems with is uh, day one we tried to get them to play Overwatch only because like last year we got in trouble for playing Valorant. Um, Wait, why? So they were like the guns are too realistic and oh the time to kill is too fast, and I'm like, okay, we like, need the time to kill is too fast. Like you could you could you could get like headshot and then you're just dead like i mean you you just lost the fight that's you it you know what you know what you say to that kevin it, 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 get, get good get good, good. <laughs> yeah um but yeah it was it was all of that and then we found out that like overwatch would have worked if all of our campers had 2fa um accessible um mm. what we learned a couple things today so while we were trying to help them set that up, we found out that 2FA has to be like within the region that you're signing up for. Also, so, for context, 2FA is two-factor authentication where you have to like sign in and then they'll send you a code. You have to sign in again with a code for security. Like purposes. on your phone, yeah. Yeah. Um. So like there were these kids, we have like a couple international students and they're here and they're like, yeah, we can't use our like number because it's like French like based and i'm like oh okay Uh, and then the other one was like they don't have a phone and i'm like yeah okay yeah we can't do this so uh once again we had to pivot to valorant um which is okay Uh, um we just had to put all the restrictions and limitations on it um i think the only hardest the hardest part about this whole camp and i realized this uh now that we are weak Double day two into it. Um, kids don't like PowerPoints and they don't like to listen to their to their instructors. Uh, I, I've just officially concluded that. Um <laughs> uh the, the reason why is like I'm trying to help them like learn about certain mechanics that go on in the game and the reason why they're losing their gunfights so hard. And I'm like, hey, 
uh, I'm going to tell you what exactly you need to do. And instead of them listening to my, you know, my, my nice little presentation of me saying, don't run and gun, uh, maybe just stop and take the shot. They're like, I'm going to go play. I'll figure it out. And I'm like, all right. Like, so, um, the, the overall, you, kid. We yeah, it's you. just like, Hey, like we're going to be exercising these whole things, but like, hopefully they get a little bit closer once we start assigning teams, um that will be tomorrow uh, i have like the roster for the teams lined up um so overall we're having like a bunch of like new players starting to figure out like how everything operates um mm-hmm. but other other than that it's like i i want i'm trying i'm trying to teach you something that's really important uh but if you have don't want to listen anyone... then you'll just lose have you gotten anyone who's like never played valorant or like never played on pc before yes um we we have a student right now who is like left-handed dominant right completely right and they're mm-hmm. like yeah i'm i'm never on key- like the keyboard and mouse ever and i'm like oh okay and because so like right-handed <laughs> yeah it's right-handed right and so i was like that's something that you could either learn or you could adjust and they're like we're gonna adjust it so the this student has their mouse on their left side and plays with the keyboard still in the same orientation uh but like with their right hand and i'm like hey whatever works right like if you can get your headshots you can line it up that's all good um so i i was really surprised to see that they're like one of the few students that like takes my advice and is actually popping off even though like looking at the keyboard setup i'm like yeah this is this is weird but it it will work um so um i'm i'm glad about that i'm glad that they're they're having fun um that is that is the least or that is that is the most that we could ask for right now we're not gonna ask for strategy or anything it's just like can you play or can you not play you know um we'll we'll just see how it goes but yeah tomorrow we're assigning teams so they should get to like play against and with each other in a more organized fashion um and then the goal at the end of the week is hopefully to have them be comfortable enough to do um an esports production like a full-on production um so we'll see how that goes um so what, what is your list of, of games to play this year that like fully accepted okay. by the school okay um my short list essentially is um it was supposed to be overwatch and valorant for fps's so valorant and overwatch for first person shooters second is uh for mobas it's league of legends uh, mm. and or Pokemon Unite if we happen to get enough switches, which we do now have like two switches. Um, so that's gonna be really interesting. How many DOMs and subs, lol? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, a Zomnix joke. They the Zomnix would get that one. Uh and then the last one is uh fighting game week. So that's Guilty Gear Strife of all games, like a really tough, like real fighting game or mm-hmm. uh smash bros uh ultimate which also is going to take me a little bit to get all the characters but um it will be able to teach the kids like how to set up their own game and like you know run a small tournament if they wanted it mm, okay so yeah that overall be- that is that's how it's playing out but uh still like to this day i still feel like i can't teach them anything unless they're trying it themselves mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's kind of apparent because like we're 
us as teachers are still walking around and like making sure that they're they're you know still playing Valorant, but like trying to pick up on certain concepts, uh, because like we we don't want them to look real bad because then that looks bad on us. So right, uh, we're we're just we're just trying to make sure that they're up to speed and at least learning something from the camp, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Bad? How was your week? How's everything going on your end? Uh-huh. Work has been painful. Like Same. I've been working for, I don't know how many days. What is this? Is my ninth, my ninth day straight of work? Or no? I think I had to work. No, I didn't have to work last Sunday because I had the show. So or no, I think I did. <laughs> this is my either my ninth or tenth day working in a row, um, because the show that I premiered la- like last week with love premiered so we had to work the weekend which was terrible and very stressful and i hated every second of it um and then tomorrow i get to wake up at 6 45 and work until 6 p.m so i have an 11 hour and 15 minute day tomorrow uh, i don't like i do not like that doesn't sound like fun at all <laughs> no it's just misery and like just stress it's so sad because I used to like like this job a lot, and then now, with this this current client that I'm working with, I am sad all the time. <laughs> I'm like a little sobble. Yeah, but I did get to go see the Flash, which is the first thing that we're going to talk about. But I got to see the Flash last night for a screening for um, Geeks of Color, and then I spent like what a couple hours writing my review, and then went to sleep, and then it published today. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about that, I guess, now. So, it's it's a pretty long movie. It's like two hours and forty minutes. No, two hours and twenty four minutes. I think it's almost three hours. It's two hours and twenty four minutes. I think. So yeah, it's it's already pretty long. Um, but I I don't think that there's much they could have cut out from it because they're adapting the the Flashpoint storyline. But Kevin, do you know anything about Flashpoint? No, I don't. I I yeah. Um, I live okay. under a rock when it comes to comic okay. books. So for those of y'all who don't know what Flashpoint is, Flashpoint is one of like the, I guess I wouldn't say I would say essential. Like if you're gonna learn DC, Flashpoint's one of those storylines that you kind of have to read because it sets up so much, um, and it's just so iconic. It's kind of like. Killing Joke is iconic for Batman. Um, Flashpoint is iconic for Flash and the DC universe as a whole. So what it is, is Flash realizes, hey, what I can do is I can go back in time, stop my mom from dying, and I won't be sad anymore. So he does that and proceeds to completely screw up the timeline because, of course, that's what happens when you go back in time and change even the smallest thing everything gets all screwed sideways um so it's based on that storyline um as as most people who have been seeing the trailers or any promotion for this movie know um michael keaton is back as batman which is very interesting i really liked it i think it it's it very much feels like he never left the role he still kind of has that confident um batman kind of swagger um yeah his fight scenes are a lot better because filmmaking technology is better. He's not like the stiff rubber suit where you can't move your neck and you have to turn like your physical body and rotate everything. So (laughs) 
it's a lot smoother. It looks really good when he's fighting, when his when he's gliding through the air. It feels very fluid. Um, thank God for technological advancements because if it was just awkward rubber Michael Keaton again, I don't think it would have been nearly as effective. Um, the story overall is pretty fun. I feel like a lot of the time when you have a comic book movie, like it doesn't feel like there are very many stakes to it, right, Kevin? Like, yeah, because you know that the hero is going to live in the end, right? You yeah. know that the bad guy is going to be defeated. It doesn't really feel like there's much happening unless I think the last time I, I watched a comic book movie that felt like it really had stakes was either the Batman with um Robert Pattinson just because yeah. it was so damn dark and like film noir that I think that's inherent within the genre and also Avengers Infinity War because uh-huh. you didn't know who was going to die in that movie, but you knew that people were going to die. So I think that's before watching The Flash. I think it was the last time I watched a comic book movie where I felt like actually no Guardians of the Galaxy because I because James Gunn was hyping up that he was allowed to kill anybody he wanted. So I went to that movie expecting people to die. Um, but anyway, so for Flash, I think that the reason why I felt it had stakes was because knowing that they're resetting the DC universe just outside of making the of of what's going on in the movie. Um, I think I felt like there was a lot riding on this and it, it a lot depended on it being good. Plus they like took flash out of the DC universe that we know as a whole. So like the, the actors who were used to playing the superheroes. So like Henry Cavill is Superman, Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Um, ben Affleck is Batman. Wonder Woman is Gal Gadot. Like we, we don't really, I mean, we, we see Batman as like Bruce Wayne, not Bruce Wayne. I'm Ben Affleck as Batman. Like that's been teased for months now. So we know he's in there, but I mean, like it's, it's such a different universe because you don't have the superhero, like superpower, like heavy hitters to come in and save the day if need be. So it's a very different dynamic. And with the limited kind of, um, not resources, but help that flash can get in this universe. It, it very much feels like they are outmatched when they're facing Zod because Kryptonian against man in bat suit without kryptonite, that's not going to go very well. <laughs> um, I will say overall, Ezra Miller does a good performance. He's playing two different versions of Barry Allen and the Flash at the same time. And I think that they do a very good job of distinguishing um the 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 flash that we're used to like the kind of nerdy awkward one from the different flash who's like 18 he's not had this trauma in his life he's kind of very much a goofball not as serious not as focused so there's a very good distinction between those two versions of the flash um regarding the comment that the production designer made a couple months ago or not months probably weeks ago at this point no, no, we can say months because it's now like June and that probably happened in April. Um, but he said that going into this movie, if you watch it, you'll be willing to forgive and forget what Ezra Miller has done, like the the legal problems and the crimes that they've committed. While I will say that this is a very good performance from Ezra Miller, I don't think it's strong enough to say that you'll be willing to forget that Ezra Miller terrorized Hawaii and like, 
trespass and there was a baby with a bullet in the, its mouth. So not quite at that level. <laughs> um, I think the highlight for me is that it was a very emotional roller coaster of a film. Like there was parts where I was like genuinely laughing. There were a lot of really surprising like nods to other comic book movies and things like very, very much fan service. Um, there were also moments like I legit like cried a little bit because it's there's a lot of emotion and pathos, especially when it comes to the actors who play Barry Allen's parents. Um, like this whole story is is based upon, hey, I can save my parents from dying, so I'm going to do it. And then mm-hmm. like just seeing them together, seeing that how they interact, um, seeing him time travel and, and like in, interact with his parents when they don't know it's him because he's time traveled and, oh, he's not supposed to be this old yet or whatever. Like he just he just looks like some random man to them. Um, It's very touching and it's a very good emotional center of the film where it that's I think that's another reason why it feels like this movie has stakes because um flat like the flash in order to get his parents back ruined everything and now he has to like try to both keep both keep that reality safe and keep his parents safe and keep everybody safe and also try to get back to where he's supposed to be so there's a lot riding on his ability to succeed in this film um i think it was a very good movie overall i initially gave it a 7.5 but for rotten tomatoes purposes my editor had me round it up to an eight um I think it was a fun film. I think it was very good. If you are just still absolutely boycotting Ezra Miller, that's fine. Um, I, I, this is not a, a performance strong enough to make me forget that he terrorized Hawaii and a baby. So, um, <laughs> if you're very into comic book films and want to see a, a good fun one, I think this is a lot better than what DC has in general in general been putting out. I still really did like Shazam too. I bought a copy of it the other day. Um, Wonder Woman 1984 though the less we speak of that one the better I don't think it's nearly as good as Matt Reeves' The Batman um, but it's a it's a it's a solid movie I don't think there's a lot to complain about oh my big complaint though is the CGI Kevin you are familiar with the Uncanny Valley yes yes so for those of you who are not familiar the Uncanny Valley is the concept that um, when things start to look too human, but not human enough to be realistic, it it triggers this uncanny or sense of discomfort in people. Is is that a good way to explain it, Kevin? That's yeah, it's like eerily close to reality. Yeah, but it's not quite. You can tell that it's not yeah. quite there. It's like a lot of the um, I guess some of the AI art right now. It's like it's that concept of it's close. It's very close to what could be real, but you there's telltale signs that you know it's not there's a lot of that going on in the flash where the cgi is just not where it should be um there's a lot of like cgi babies who look like they're like those rubber baby dolls come to life it's like it's really jarring to see how poorly they're rendered it's like you know the the baby in um Toy Story, the original Toy Story from the 90s. Kevin, yeah, yeah, how yeah. It looks really horrific. Yeah. It's like they ripped that out of the 90s and put it in the flash and called it a day. It's like, yeah, that looks good enough. Plus, there's like a lot of other like CGI moments, especially when you get to like the Chrono Bowl stuff in the movie. Um, mm. 
where everything just I don't know whether they were going for kind of an otherworldly like this isn't reality this is like outside of reality this is a representation or like of, of what's going on it's not supposed to look real or if they just did not put enough resources into making it look real so there's a there's parts like that where it just it it looks so kind of cartoonish that they either needed to establish more firmly that this is a stylistic choice or they just needed to put more money into making it look better um i think there's a little bit too much lightning because whenever the flash moves around in super speed and the speed force there's lightning everywhere it just it becomes a lot of white noise and visual clutter and it just gets in the way and you kind of just get bored of it very quickly so overall that is my review of the flash i thought it was fun i thought it was entertaining i think you'll if you like comic book stuff you'll have a good time if you just want to turn off your brain and have a fun movie this is a good one to do that for um but if you're still boycotting ezra miller more power to you i didn't have to pay to see this movie so hey i didn't there you go (laughs) uh yeah, I I saw Spider Verse this weekend too. So, Ooh, how is that? Uh, I'm, I don't want to like. Clearly, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, it it was fun. It's definitely a fun one. But I I definitely understand what you mean by well. I tried. Okay. Uh, so my brain has like the the film major brain and then like the viewer brain, right? Right. right. Um, when I was having fun, like. Literally the first like I would say hour and a half of the movie, I was able to keep the viewer brain on. And then the last like half hour, the film director brain came on and I was like overthinking everything. Oh, no, no. And it <laughs> it just happened. So I'm just like you can't control that. You went to film yeah, school. It's gonna happen. It happened. And so, like, literally, my friends who are watching it with me, they're like yeah, it's a good movie. And I'm like stunned for like another like 10 minutes afterwards. I'm like, give me a minute. Like, <laughs> like, what is oh, this? No. And um, the first thing I did was like after the movie ended, um, a lot of people know that it it ends on a cliffhanger. So it's it's a very good like like setup for something else. And I was like, do I have to wait another three years for another Spider-Man film? Because like the last one was what probably even longer than that, right? It was like 2018. Oh, so God, was it really? Yeah, it's the same year that we got the Insomniac Spider-Man. So I think it was 2018. Um, let me check into the Spider-Verse. You're right, it's 2018. Yeah, so how has it been five years? Right? Like it doesn't feel like five years, but it's been five years. Um, so I was like, do I have to wait another five years to get the 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 next part of the movie um and thank god the answer is no um so across the spider-verse which is the second spider-verse movie um is out now that's the one that we that that i saw um the next one is called beyond the spider-verse and that's supposed to come out next year so i don't have to like wait for five years to see what happens here um but it definitely was one of those things where like when you when you watch it and you like absorb it all, you're like, ah, oh, there's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and earlier today, uh, I was eating. I'm I was eating dinner with my family, and my dad's like, I've never seen the first one. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so so yeah, I'm like, we kind of have to watch it again. And even though I'm like, I would say watch two 
and then go back and watch Into the Spider-Verse like one. Um, that way you could like you you see like certain nods to things that happened in the first film, and then you enjoy it when you watch it back again and you're like, mm. oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I like that. Okay. Um so I would I would recommend if you are like watching the the new Spider-Man, um it it's okay to go into it just blind because you could go back and watch into the spider-verse and appreciate it that much more Mm. so um i do non-spoiler wise very solid film um but i know that by the end of it it was setting up for you know the third film so this is definitely going to be like one of those trilogies that like this is going to be like our Star Wars where we're like, all right, kids, sit down. We're going to watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse <laughs> today. And like, we're going to subject our kids for generations to like watch this. <laughs> it's it, been a while since we've had a series like that. Yeah, it's it's one of those ones where you like sit them down and be like, hey, OK, mm-hmm. we're going to watch this in chronological order. It might not make sense, but uh, <laughs> I hope you have fun. Um, but yeah. I, I would say that that is the way to go. It's it's a it's an excellent film to watch. I mean, they still keep that same Spider Spider Man, uh, Spider Verse like I guess cinematography style, where they're like willing to blend which now different everything mediums. is copied. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they they were kind of one of the pioneers to do it, so I'm glad that they're keeping it going and still keeping it like mm. fresh. Um, very exciting. So um yeah would would recommend going uh do it um i still need to go out and see guardians and a, a couple other films so uh just trying to plan that out with with the friends see what we can do my question for movies though now is why is everything the multiverse why is yeah multiverse? It's, it's it's like everything for a bit was time travel and i hate time travel so much flash <laughs> yeah. is an exception where i think they did it okay and it's i I think they they addressed the consequences of time travel very well, which is like, okay, yeah. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. But now everything is multiverse this, multiverse that. Doctor yeah. Strange in the multiverse of madness. Loki's into the multiverse yeah. now. Uh, Spider-Man's in the multiverse. Two different yeah. Spider-Man multiverse movies. Oh my God. We had like yeah. the animated multiverse and then we have the live action with Tom Holland and stuff. Yeah, with multiverses colliding, and then of course we have the Oscar winner, everything, everywhere, all at once, which did the multiverse amazingly well, and now yeah. we have Flash, which is setting up the DC multiverse potentially. So, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. Where did the, we? Where did all of Hollywood suddenly decide this is all we're all gonna do now? This is our one theme. We're we're going all in on multiple timelines. So if we mess one up or one actor is. Is problematic. We could just say, "Oh, we just switch to a different multiverse." We're okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's the play. Um, but yeah, I I just don't know. I I don't know where the multiverse idea, like, is is starting to take over. Uh, I it's kind of like the the isekai movement in a in anime, where it's just like, okay, mm. what else can you possibly do with this? Um, and you know, our, our questions are answered when they said, uh, I am now reincarnated as a vending machine. So now <laughs> I wander the dungeon. So, I mean, they're not done yet, but it's, it's starting to get a, a, even more weird than where we started. Do you think you'll go and see the flash if you get a chance to, or are you on the, uh, fuck Ezra Miller train or the, I just, uh, I don't care train. Cause I know people it, who just don't care. 
it's more of like a I, I feel like if a lot of people tell me like this is a movie that you need to see I I probably will when it gets to like the streaming services I'll probably have friends over and just like watch mm -hmm. it because it's already there um but um for the most part I I don't like I haven't been out to go see movies in a minute so um I feel like it's just a matter of like me dedicating the time to go out and see it um that's going to be half of the battle so um yeah I'm excited to see like if this becomes the new formula and like what happens with everything cuz I like Ideally, you would be able to just tell one story and just leave it in its own bubble and not have to mess with anything. Uh, but knowing knowing everybody, they, they want everything connected uh, so that that way you could feel like it's it's continuing on to something else. But mm. yeah, um, the, this is great as is. I, I thought the first Spider-Verse was fun. The second one is fun. Um, turn off your director brain halfway through, please, so you don't panic like me. Uh, it, yeah, it, it's it's definitely a fun one. But which would you say is better, if you can? Ooh, between the first and the second Spider Verse, yes. I personally like the first one better. Um, it's not just because like it sets up like the the typical tale of like what miles morales is and who he is it's more of a coming of age story and like finding out who you are um the second one dives like pretty hard into the multiverse theory um and like yes it deals with it really well but at the same time i feel like me me as a film like major guy um i like character like growth and I feel like Miles grew the most in the first film. Um, mm, okay. Just because, like, like you know, he, he went from a kid who didn't have any superpowers to, like, learning to embrace it, this whole new thing that he's he's now responsible for. So um, I feel like the messaging is a lot harder or a lot. I wouldn't say harder, but, like, it's more well flushed out in Spider-Verse. Um, it was the first one uh, rather than um the second one but i know that the second one is setting up for something so I, i'll give it a pass for for that but i feel like overall if you're gonna go and like say like if you had to watch one or the other you would you would watch the first one hmm okay i mean i'm still gonna see them because it, i'm, I'm yeah. really interested it, it looks fantastic but good to know good to know so kevin um speaking of, of movies and, and things um Disney has released their upcoming live action slate of, of remakes um, oh. <laughs> after the success of the uh, little mermaid. That's the one that just came out. Yes. Um, it, it, looking at your knowledge and your recollection of Disney uh, classic Movies. films, what do you, okay. which one would you, do you think deserves to be remade as a live action one? Remade like a hundred percent. Yeah. Which do you Atlantis. think like me? Oh, okay. No Atlantis. hesitation there. <laughs> Easy. That need that could be a live action film and people would be on board. Um, that and Treasure Planet. Those two. Ooh, Treasure Planet was so good. It, those would be very good now. I feel like. Um, With the they, they might not be. Have. Yeah, can, exactly. If you can make Michael Keaton, who's seventy, look like he's in his twenties and and doing off some really cool fight scenes, you can do. A, 
you can do Atlantis and Treasure Planet so much justice. Yeah, and you can you can hire like whoever you want for the roles too. Like you could go total like Oh yeah. You just figure out whoever you want for it and I feel like it would be great, especially with it, it's not I wouldn't say it's considered like the classic Disney stuff, like the old original like, animated stuff, but mm-hmm. like those two movies I feel like deserve a live action adaptation if you're going to do it. Mhm. I totally forgot about um Treasure Planet, but I completely agree with you there. I yeah. would I, I would definitely agree with um Atlantis. My two that I thought of were Hunchback of Notre Dame because it's mm. kind of forgotten, but yeah. I think you could do it really well. Um and Hercules. Yes. Because you can make some what? really nice monsters on the screen now. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to hire the rock. Um <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that one. <laughs> the the, the real chain one. waiting to die the entire movie and he doesn't. Yeah. It's like, really? Hey, come on, point? man. You set it up. <laughs> you set it up. All right. So here are the 15 films, Kevin, that are in development or are already slated to come out. So first one, Snow White, March 22. Lilo okay. and Stitch, May 10. Okay. Mufasa, The Lion King, July 2024. So like a prequel to Lion King? Okay. Yeah. Which I didn't think that The Lion King was particularly well done. Just It felt kind of lifeless. Yeah. I think The Jungle Book did really well, but Lion King, I was it did not do it for me. And the rest of these are just in development, so we don't have dates for them. Moana, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which I said, The Aristocats. Hercules, Cruella 2, Tink, okay. Sword in the Stone, The Jungle Book 2, the second Bambi. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if this is like going to be remaking The Jungle Book 2 or if they're going with their own story because it's probably they're going with their own story because like the first one, the first remake that they did was its own thing. Um, so Bambi, Aladdin 2, Robin Hood and the Black Cauldron. Uh, none of these are the ones I I mentioned. <laughs> you didn't. I don't think you needed Mufasa. You could have put one in there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about Jungle Book Two, Aladdin Two. Like no, I feel no. like it's already like done. Done. I think um, maybe. Maybe Jungle Book 2 for John Favreau if he comes back because I really did enjoy the first one. Aladdin 2, I'm not to, I'm not sold on. Yeah. I think you could have taken out that. You could have taken out um Mufasa and put in Treasure Planet in Atlantis. And I think that you would have done so well. But like Kevin, do you think any of these need to be remade for live action? Because in in my head, I think maybe some of the more forgotten ones like Hunchback and Hercules. I think Hercules has potential as a live action because you can do a lot with the technology now, but I think the rest of these, like you didn't need to remake them. You could have just left them as animated things and come up with, Hey, how about a new story? How about make something original and unique, which is, I don't know what you used to do or like adapting stories that you haven't made a movie of yet into a movie. 
yeah it's probably cheaper because you already own the ip but like it feels artistically bankrupt it's just a cash grab yeah do you think that they're doing this so that they could retain like uh what what is that called why am i blanking out um they're doing it so that they could keep their like copyright up i think that might be a large part of it honestly yeah because like you you would think that like they would let the series or the ip go um because like i mean it's it's been out for a while so it's just a matter of like do they allow it to go and get used again right but like mm-hmm. it's really not too crazy if you like just you know let it let it go cuz what what are we going to do turn it into another horror film like we can <laughs> we could we could do it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be great but something you know mhm okay so next on our list of things to talk about is there's an update to overwatch which like eh, not really sure why i'm paying attention to this cuz the game it's in its death state now. Yep. But not quite yet. Um, but they are, I mean, Aaron Keller has released an, an update for balance and whatnot. So mainly things that he talked about in this is that um, they're keeping watch on Junker Queen and Life Hero. Junker Queen, they gave her some buffs and then she immediately took off and she like in higher ranks she got like a five percent boost in pick rate and five percent in win rate or something like that so they're surprised at how effective the tweaking that they gave her is and so they're gonna watch her they're also watching life weaver because they don't feel like he's at a place where he's very viable like they're according to blizzard they've seen some very good plays with them they've seen people like who know how to strategize and effectively use life weaver however in general for the vast majority of the player base it's not a, the healing isn't strong enough the the kit isn't useful enough in, in unless you're super high level to be worth playing life weaver so they're going to watch that to make tweaks if they need to because they want the new heroes to feel like there is a reason to play them. And right now that's, that's not life weaver. The healing's not there. It's just kind of, it feels like a troll pick sometimes. Um, The next thing that they're doing is they're changing sniper stuff. So the people, I guess are, are upset that the snipers can one shot them, which I, I don't understand because it's hard. That's to play their sniper. whole thing. That's their thing. Yeah. Like, there's a higher skill ceiling to playing Sniper, so there should be definitely a higher reward to playing Sniper, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of now being able to effectively one-shot folks, Widow and Hanzo are getting some some buff, not buff, some nerfs to their abilities. So Widow's fall-off damage changes from 70 to 100 meters, to 40 to 60 meters and that damage fall off will increase from 30 to 50 percent um she can still one shot 200 health heroes at 50 meters or less but if it's further than that uh 50 meters it's not going to be a killing blow on 200 hp or less so she's immediately less effective and people just need to learn how to either 
dive her or hide. Yeah. Hanzo is also getting a nerf that he can no longer one-shot 250 health heroes, and his sonic arrow is going to be more easy to detect for the enemy team, so that, to quote Aaron Keller, um, it, it, the intent is to reduce his kills that feel like they come out of nowhere. That's your fault. We're like... constantly discussing the nature of one-shots in Overwatch 2 and whether they are healthy for the game in general. Then what's the point of playing sniper if you can't get that instant kill? Yeah, I feel that it's it does it it feels like they don't understand the point of a sniper. Yeah, oh. and if anything, the the sniper class can get punished. I mean, that's why we have dive in the first place. They're relatively um, squishy. Yeah, and like they get punished pretty hard if you know how to play into them. So I'm really surprised that like a lot of team, like a lot of like people are complaining about getting one shot like that. It's just like, I I mean, I hate to say this, but like just hide, <laughs> use the hide. map geometry to get like assist you. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, sure. Like it's just be glad that they didn't give them like, scatter arrow back like dude, it's fine as is like i'm like if i'm a dps or i'm a support and i get caught out that's on me that that shouldn't be punishing the the snipers for doing, doing what they do for yeah exactly good. for being good like you don't want to punish players who are good you want to you want to like reward them if anything you don't want them to just like they're gonna just stop wanting to play the game just because of stuff like this so See how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Another thing that they're doing is that they are um, reconsidering CC or, or crowd control. So the biggest, they said that the biggest shift was from 6v6 to 5v5. And as part of that, they removed a lot of the crowd control abilities from damage and um, support heroes. They thought that it was going to be a positive thing, but they, they realized, oh, um, well, the tanks can't really control things as much anymore. So they're quote, softening our approach here. We don't want to return to the state of the game was to the state the game was in previously, but we feel there is more room for CC, especially soft CC in our lineup. We'll be making changes to both May and Cassidy for season five with this in mind. May's endothermic blaster will be updated. The primary fire will slow targets, but it will also add build up to an effect that will apply much larger slow for 1.5 seconds. For players of the original game, this will feel similar to her the way her old weapon worked. Cassidy's magnetic grenade will also get updated to deal less damage, as well as applying an effect that slows and blocks movement abilities. I think that the, the magnetic grenade is way too powerful in general. I don't think it needs the buff. I think it just needs a tweak. I think that the flashbang was fine in general. I don't think they needed to change it. Um... But that's just me. Um, that's what's happening in Overwatch. I think it's. I guess it's good, on one hand, that they're reevaluating CC because it will allow the DPS to help the tanks out a little bit more. But I think that the changes to sniping, sniping is just. It's so stupid. It's not what is going to help the health of your game. Yeah, that's not what snipers do. They don't take tickle damage, right? <laughs> you you want them to like chunk away at people. 
it, again, it's high skill, high risk, high reward. You you're the a risk because you're squishy and you're in one place, and it's high skill because you have to have your aim good. And the reward is that you get that one shot, one kill. So it's literally in Widow's voice lines: one shot, one kill. Come on. It's gonna be. They're gonna change that to one shot. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> one shot. Can you please lay down and die? Yeah, like one shot. They're one. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, um. The last thing for me to talk about is uh, going back to film, but kind of branching into your topics, Kevin. But the next Miyazaki film, um, which may or may not be his last. He keeps saying it's going to be his last, but he then he does. Just, he does that all the time. He comes He's back. Like, and says, you know what? I'm not done yet. No, I'm going to make another the, one. The, the, the man just needs to retire, man. He's just no, he doesn't. He's like man. He just needs to stop he saying doesn't. he's going to retire. Yeah, he, he just he just needs to do it. You know, either do it or just keep making films until you don't. Yeah. You, you literally can't anymore. Yeah, but his next movie, How Do You Live, is supposed to be premiering in Japan this summer, but it's not getting any more aside from the, the brief teaser art that we've gotten. No, mm-hmm. I, I can't say brief because it's not a temporary. It's not temporal. It's not time. But the, aside from the one piece of teaser art, I think that we've gotten, we're not getting any other art. We're not getting any trailers. It's just going to drop when it drops. Um, I believe that the film is based on a book, right, Kevin? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, see he's like he has done it before but how do you live is based on a japanese novel released in 1937 focusing on a high schooler named junichi hondas as he attempts to find his way in life which i'm confused it looks like there's a bird thing on in the art that we have but it's just about a kid and there's supposedly like no magical elements in this film so i'm confused about the bird yeah he'll figure it out (laughs) But what, what do you think about this approach, Kevin? Because I think at this point, like Miyazaki has reached the level where he doesn't need to release any trailers or art. Like people are going to see his work regardless. Mm-hmm. But it'd be nice to know what you're walking into because, like, um, I can't remember which one it was. The most was the Wind Rises. His his most recent one. Oh uh, no! Uh, mm, wait, hold up. The wind rises. I think was his was one of his last. I think he did. Oh, or was it just Studio Ghibli? Um, hmm. It. I I want to say it was the wind rises, but I think he might have had one more after okay. that. Because like I I would have watched the wind rises regardless, but at least like I knew it was a film about just world war two play mechanic, because I'm so used to Miyazaki being synonymous with magical stuff that I think I would have been like, I didn't, I personally didn't really like wind rises, but I feel like Uh I would have liked it even less had I not known. Yes. Yeah. It's all the wind rises. I believe is his latest film that he's worked on. So, um, yeah. No, what do you, what do you think he should really, like I mean, we're not going to change his mind. He can do what he wants. He's a legend. But like, if you were him, would you would you have gone this way of just like, nah, you don't get no trailer. You just get the movie. 
I am fine with either because I feel like at this point, like we know who Miyazaki is. If you know, mm-hmm. if if you've like watched anime or have been introduced to anime in any way, shape, or form, you would know what what this is. So I do think that that is the play. Um, but at the same time, like especially with like what is like our current way of like sharing information through like trailers and through like posting it in a discord or like posting it online. I feel like all that builds hype towards it, but I could also see the element of surprise really working towards like Miyazaki's favor here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And if it happens to be like, it happens to be like kind of, a, if it, if it does end up becoming his final film, uh, maybe hiding the elements like this is probably the best way for him. Uh, that way we don't like speculate what's going to, what's going to happen. It's more of just like it's happening. This is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And with that, I turn it over to you, Kevin. Alrighty, let's go ahead and hop into my stuff. Um, we're talking about big esports tournaments this weekend. There's quite a few things going on. Um, so let's start out with VCT. Um, Valorant Championship Tournament. This is in Tokyo this time. Um, so uh, the top, it was the top 12 teams, um, three from each region uh, showing up to go ahead and play in a $1 million prize pool um, out in Tokyo. Um, I was excited to go ahead and see some of these like playoff games, games to like qualify for uh, VCT and just seeing how it plays out that way. Um, but uh, I'm very glad that we do have, you know, it, it it's going to be in Tokyo. It's a very nice um, stage so far from what we've seen. Um, first place is going home with $350,000, which is also, Ooh. you know, a really, really good chunk of chain. That's a good payday. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, go over the dates. So uh, the group stages will be the 11th through 14th. Um, and then the playoffs will start on the 16th and will end on the 25th uh, with the grand finals. Um, the big thing, honestly, the, I'm, I'm not going to lie. The biggest thing that I'm looking forward to, uh, from this VCT tournament might not necessarily be the gameplay, but more importantly, the merch, um, <laughs> they have a merch drop happening. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys right now it's at 10 AM, uh, PST on Friday, the 9th. So, uh, make sure to mark your calendars. I'm going to be awake. I'm going to be at camp, but, uh, I'm definitely going to take a peek at it. And if I see something that I do like, which I already have my eyes on one thing, uh, I am definitely going to uh, purchase it like immediately. Um, so, yeah, that is going to be the play. Um, but, yeah, if you want to see some high-level Valorant uh, tournaments, uh, VCT is about to start up. So high stakes, high rewards, and uh, the, the game where one shot, one kill actually does apply. Uh, yeah, moving on into the next tournament. This is kind of a weird one. I'm not going to lie just because of the timing. And this is just how like Pokemon does their stuff for some reason. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and break this down. So, um, this weekend is the, uh, we're, we're working towards regional qualifiers for Pokemon Unite. Um, so, um, in other words, we're, we're having, I believe the qualifiers are this weekend, um, where we have, uh, all the regional like uh teams that aren't um what is it the you have all the regions that isn't na being played out uh this weekend um that way they could go ahead and get all those games out of the way 
And uh, the real question is, what, what what's happening with NA? Like, why is NA involved? Um, they are doing NAIC, which um, is the North American International Competition. Um, so for that, in other words, uh, it's the it's a Pokemon Land um, that happens in Columbus, Ohio, which is where I'm going to go see it. So, uh, Ooh, Ohio, I, I'm going to Ohio uh, to to go and watch some people play Pokemon Unite. Um, so I feel like that is, I already booked my flight, but I got everything all set up, but I am excited to go ahead and go to like, not only my first like Pokemon event, uh, IRL, but also to meet all of my fellow casters who I've like met online, but really, we really haven't had a, a day or like an event where we're all there at the same time. So mm-hmm. um, this is just a good way to, you know, network, hang out with people and uh, have a lot of fun. So um, definitely looking forward to the high level gameplay that we have. Um, Umbreon still kind of a menace. Uh, it is banned at the moment in terms of competitive play. Um, and we're also getting Leafeon on the way. I mean, it's been hinted at heavily. Um, and now that we've actually seen the move set, we know that it's coming. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have Leafeon uh, moving forward. So once again, regional finals. Uh, should be coming up this weekend, so pay attention, see what's going on, and uh, get get on those casts if you if you do care about Pokemoba. This is this is the thing to go ahead and keep your eye out for. All right, uh, let's move on from the esports cap to the uh, manga cap. I uh, just gotta switch that over real quick. There we go. Um, so, um. This week for manga recommendations, I am actually going to recommend it another anime adaptation of a book that I've read. Um, so I do have five volumes of this on my shelf, um, but I I just like the way how it's written. Um, we're going over martial and magic and muscles. Um, if you guys haven't heard of this one, it is like I would consider it one of the comedies of the season. Um, it is pretty much if you drop Saitama from One Punch Man into Hogwarts and he had to wing his way through every course, <laughs> it is absolutely bonkers. It is funny um, where you have a character who's pretty deadpan doing everything that they need to do in order to change magic society, but uh, without magic. Uh, so, so uh, yeah, it's I've been watching a couple episodes here and there, but um, it's it's funny. It's hilarious. You have characters who pretty much just are so strong that they are breaking the way they're breaking the laws of physics with the things that they're doing. So um, I think that that's absolutely hilarious, especially when it's done properly. And when the uh, only motivation for our main character is cream puffs. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's pretty solid. Um, so yeah, that is it for you. Or that is it for the manga rec. Uh, make sure to go ahead and check that out if you guys are interested. Um, book twelve is on the way, um, which will actually lead us into our manga releases um, of the week. So um, it is the sixth today, so that is officially Tuesday. Uh, if you guys are out here trying to get your books, go ahead and head to the local shops. Go ahead and get them. So uh, first things first, uh, Attack on Titan Omnibus Eleven is out. Um, if you guys want to grab your copy of that, if you're collecting the omnibus, uh, make sure to go ahead and head over to your bookstore. Um, we have Ayashimon 2. Um, Ayashimon is a series done by the same writer as Hell's Paradise, um, which is airing as an anime right now. Um, 
I love the style, um, but Ayashimon is definitely toned down compared to Hell's Paradise, but um, it is published by Shonen Jump, so there's a lot of really funny references in there as well. So uh, looking forward to reading book two of that one. Um, keeping it in Shonen Jump, the other two ones are uh, Marshall book 12, which once again, Marshall of Magic and Muscles, um, finally getting book 12 over here. And the next one is Sakamoto Days 8. So that's about a retired assassin where everybody is coming after said assassin man and he just wants to go home and eat ramen that is his whole that's his whole thing um so yeah um that's what we got coming out this week uh moving on into next week this is where we're starting to get into some of the uh toward i, I would say mid month uh book releases um some of them are really good uh so we'll just go over the ones that i am going to go ahead and highlight so uh, first one is Rent a Girlfriend 19. If you guys are still reading the series, feel free to pick up the 19th volume of that. Um, after that, we have Call of the Night 2. Um, once again, it did win a, an award um, earlier this year for uh, one of the more interesting shonens. I believe it won like a shonen um, Tezuka award. I'm not 100% on that. But they definitely won a couple awards. If you do want to check that out, um, it's done by the same creator as Dagashi Kashi, um, and it's a very unique style. So um, I like the I love the anime just in terms of the colors. If you guys do want to have a really fun color theory night, go ahead and watch um, Call of the Night. But the manga is still going on. It is on book 12 it comes out next week. Um, the last one, last but definitely not least, is one that is on my list every single time that it gets released. Um, Komi book 25 is here. So. Um, make sure to go ahead and get the 25th volume of Comey Can't Communicate. Um, yeah, it, it's still going. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how, but um, I, I'm loving everything that I'm reading about it. it. It makes me feel very happy whenever I get to read my manga like that. Um, and yeah, it's a very wholesome do. show. It's a it's, it's a very wholesome show. show. It makes you it makes you feel good. And, and um, manga, I would say too. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, the manga plays in a four coma format so in other words it's like it's really quick with the puns um and it really translates over to them to the anime as well so like you, you'll have a pun like literally like every minute or so just because of the way how it's set up so uh yeah yeah whether rather you watch the anime or you read the manga uh you'll have a great time with komi can't communicate um but yeah that is gonna wrap it up just a heads up everybody uh keep your if, if you're gonna go and like go out to some place and buy all of your books um i would recommend either waiting till the 20th or the 27th um both of those days are really big for manga um and we'll definitely be diving into that next week um and you should mark down what you want to buy because i'm one of those guys who goes in at the end of the end of the month and it's like, I need this, 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 and this. And I'll just go up to the counter and I'll be like, if I can't find it, I know you have it in stock in the back. Just let, let me let me get it, please. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a a big list heading towards the end of the month. Um, including some of them that have been like critically acclaimed, things that we have been looking forward to. Not gonna spoil anything. Um, but yeah, uh, really looking forward to the upcoming manga releases. So, uh, keep that in mind. Um, yeah, that, that's about it. I hope everybody has a, uh, great time enjoying the, your manga and esports weekend. Um, we'll see how it, everything shakes out.
And now it's time for Kevin's advice for the week. Uh, Mr. Kanashi, what should okay. we do to live our uh, lives to the fullest? Okay. Um, If you guys haven't watched Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop, it's on Netflix. It's a, it's an anime movie. Um, It is very good. Um, yeah, I, I watched it last year. I watched it like almost every summer, but I love the colors in it. It's literally like a like a summer feels good movie. Um, it's like an hour and a half. You could just all vibe and and watch it with with your friends. So, uh, would recommend that. Uh, if you guys want to go and watch a chill summer movie, um, I guess in terms of like advice, just uh, it, it, it just I I have no idea, man. Like, relax. Like the kid kids will learn the game whether they they want to or not. Just just a matter of patience. And um, maybe teaching them a lesson on day five or like the final day and just having all the all the professors wail on them. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens when you listen. I am the future. I'm <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, don't don't destroy your students in video games uh, unless they don't listen to your lecture. The, uh, the, uh, the thumbs up. <laughs> That's the qualifier. I, there we go. I'm, I'm Kadashi and I approve this message. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us this week. Hope you found our discussions insightful. I know I did, as always. Um, we will catch you next week with more things that relate to geek. Adios. Yes. Next week, we bring you the latest news and stories from around the Internet. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us and rate us five stars on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also follow us on all social media at TwigPod, that's T-W-I-G-P-O-D. And feel free to send us any questions, comments, or any suggestions of topics you'd like us to cover. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week in Geek. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.